Amen. Let's just worship the Lord. We love you. We praise you. We magnify you, Jesus. We glorify your name. God, we exalt you. We lift you up. There is none like you, O oh God. There is none like you, O oh God. We praise you. We worship you. We adore you. We magnify you. God, there is none like you. You alone are God, and you are, we desire for you to be the God of our life. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you again for joining us for our midweek service here tonight. I just feel a, a simple word from the Lord that I would like to just maybe encourage somebody with. And... Um, we understand, and, 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 I, and I felt uh, the last, really the last month or so with all of this lockdown and COVID stuff, that um, it is my prayer that through all of this, that we are getting revelation, personal revelation about our walk with God, our personal walk with God. And um, what, I, what I mean by that and what I feel is that it's just possible it's just possible, and I, I want to speak to that individual right now that's watching this that has kind of come to the realization and you've come to the revelation that um, you, have, you have been allowing yourself to be connected to people who were connected to God. And you have used those people as your source of strength. You have used those people for your source of counsel. You have used those people uh, for your source of, 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 of uh, making it in, in the day or making it in your week. And uh, you have relied so heavily on individuals who were spiritual and individuals who had a walk with God and individuals who had a relationship with God. Not only that, but you have relied, you relied so heavily on church services that you would kind of come, uh, kind of come spiritually limping in on a Sunday, just barely making it spiritually. And because there were people around you that would pray for you and because the singing and the worship and the worship leaders and the preaching of the word of the Lord would go forth and people would pray for you and because you were surrounded by all of those people it, it, it gave you spiritual uh, sustenance to, it was kind of a shot in the arm it was kind of a boost that you needed and, and it kind of caused and kind of pushed you into your week but you know you were good kind of Monday and but then Tuesday we get a little weaker and Wednesday and and then come by Saturday it was like you were so struggling and you needed to come back around people and get back around the church because that's where you uh, would gain your that spiritual fervor and that strength that you needed, but you were so reliant on other people's walk with God. You were so reliant upon the spirituality of others and other people. You were so reliant upon uh, other people hearing from God and plugging into the presence of God, and then you would come next to those people, and, and you would have a relationship with people who would have a relationship with God, and it was their relationship with God that kind of helped uh, sustain you, so to speak. It wasn't a, uh, you weren't real strong, but you weren't falling away either, but you were just kind of limping along based upon other people's uh, walk with God, and so, uh, and, and, and from all of this 
lockdown. You've kind of realized that now. You've, you've sensed that now. You've realized I haven't been able to be around the church. I haven't been able to be around the church people. I haven't been able to have all kinds of people lay their hands on me and minister to me and all this kind of stuff. And you see yourself maybe getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And, and the Lord is, is speaking to you. And I, des- I, I feel in my spirit that he would desire to speak to you and give you revelation of that fact in this service tonight that that it is imperative, it is absolutely imperative that you have a relationship with the Spirit of God for yourself. Amen. That you're not just connected to people who have a relationship with God, but that you have a relationship with God for yourself. That you don't just uh, uh, get connected with people who know how to get into the Spirit, but you know how to get into the Spirit. That you're not just connected with people who understand God to be the counselor, but you know that you can go to the counselor for yourself and get a word from the Lord and, a, and, and strength and direction from the Lord for the path that your life is going to take. And so this is the revelation that I believe God would want uh, to give someone in, in the remaining portion of this service this evening through the preaching and the teaching of his word that, that we need to get in his presence, in his presence. Amen. In fact, if you're watching this service with somebody right now, why don't you just turn to them and say, we need to get in his presence. In fact, why don't you tell him this? Say, we need to, we need to know how to get in his presence for ourselves. We need to know how to get in his presence for ourselves. I turn your attention to the Old Testament passage of Scripture, Exodus chapter 24 and verse 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there. And I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. And Moses rose up and his minister Joshua and Moses went up into the mount of God. And he said unto the elders, tarry ye here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. Verse 15, watch this now. Exodus 24, verse 15. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. The glory of the Lord, the presence of God Almighty abode on top of that mountain that day. And the cloud, which was the presence of the Lord, covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, He, that's speaking of God, the Spirit of God, called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. As they were down in the plain looking up on this mountain, they saw the glory of the Lord. And it was, it, was, it was as a devouring fire on top of the mountain. Verse 18, and Moses went into the midst of that cloud. He went into the middle of the presence of God and got him up into the mountain. And Moses was in the mount for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, I want to kind of just pull a few things from this text for your consideration this evening. But the first thing I wanted for us to notice is this. In Exodus chapter 24 and verse 12, look again at what it says. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount and be there. And I will give you tables of stone, and I will give you a law, and I will give you commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them. 
Now, think with me now. So here the Lord tells him, he says, Moses, I want you to come up to the mountain, and I want you to be there. And then he says, and then I will give you the law. So watch what Moses does. Exodus chapter 24, verse 15. Exodus 24, 15. And Moses went up, just as the Lord requested, just as the Lord asked. So Moses goes up into the mountain, and and the cloud, the glory of God, covered the mountain. Verse 16. And the glory, the presence of the Lord, abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. So now watch. The Lord told Moses to go up, and he goes up. But then he says, but I just want you to be there. He said, just come up to the mount and be there. And then you will receive the commandments. So the glory of the, the, glory of the Lord falls. The presence of God falls on that, on that mountain. And the Bible says that God, now watch, this is important. I need your minds. Think with me. Notice the text. God does not speak to Moses For six days. Moses responds. He goes up to the mountain. He's in the presence of the Lord. He's in the glory of the Lord. And the Lord does not speak to him for six days. For six straight days, Moses is simply doing what the Lord had instructed him to do, which was to just be present in the present, the presence of of God, just to be there, just to be there in his glory, just be there in my presence. Moses, for six days, that's all that's happening, is that Moses is just there in the presence of the Lord, simply experiencing the presence of the Lord. There's no food, there's no water, there's no conveniences, there's no tent, there's no sleeping bag, there's no cell phone, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no internet, there's no mall. It's just the glory of the Lord. Now think about this for a minute. God told him to come up to the mountain and be there, but he never told him how long to be there for. He never tells him, come up and be here for five days or come up and be here for 20 days or come up and be here for a 1,000 days. He never tells him how long. He said, just get into my presence and be there. But he never tells him for how long he is to be there. So here he was, think with me now, the first day Moses is in God's glory and, and God is not speaking to him. And God is not revealing anything to him at all. The Lord's not giving him anything. The Lord's not speaking to him anything. He's just there. He's just in the presence of the Lord. And then the second day rolls around. And Moses is just there in God's presence, in the glory of the Lord. Not hearing from God. Not receiving anything from God. Just there. And then the third day rolls around. And then the fourth day rolls around. And then the fifth day rolls around. And then the sixth day rolls around. And God has yet to speak one word to Moses. He's not said one word to Moses. He's not given him anything. He's not talked to him about anything. He, Moses doesn't know how long am I going to be up here. And the 
The fact of the matter is Moses didn't care because he was just being obedient to the word of the Lord and he was being in the presence of the Lord. Moses, hear me, Moses was satisfied being obedient to the wishes of God and content to just be and bask in the glory of the Lord. He didn't question the Lord after after the first two hours. Hey, God, where are you? God, I want you to start talking to me. God, you said you were going to give me some stuff, and I haven't gotten anything from you, and I, I don't know where you are. God, No, Moses was like, I'm just basking in the glory of the Lord. And after a day, Moses wasn't like, hey, God, I'm, I've given you a whole day of my time, so why haven't you given me anything in return? No, that's not how Moses felt. Two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, doesn't matter. Moses is like, hey, I'm just doing what God wants me to do, and that is to just bask and to dwell in the glory of the Lord. He wants me to just be, just be in the presence of the Lord. And I said all that to say this because I felt like the Lord challenged me, and I believe he's challenging this great church with this question. Are we content to just simply be in the presence of God? Even if he isn't talking to us, even if he isn't helping us in some way, even if he isn't healing us, even if he isn't doing something for us, even if he isn't giving something to us, are we content to just be in the presence of the Lord? Oh, hallelujah. You see, he told Moses to come up to that place where his presence was. And we as a church, we know how to do that. We know how to get into the place of God's presence and into the place of God's glory with worship and faith and praise and sacrifice and prayer and on and on and on. We know, we know how to get into the glory, into the presence of the Lord. He also told Moses that he would receive the law and that he would receive the commandments. And you and I both know if we're honest and transparent here tonight. We both know that it is not difficult at all to be receptive to God when he is giving us things. It's not hard at all to be in his presence and stay in his presence when we're getting revelation and when we're receiving a touch from the Lord and when we're receiving a healing for our body or a healing for our mind. It's not hard to stay plugged in and stay uh, basking in his glory. But it's the middle command that God wants to talk to us about tonight. For, For would I be content and would you be content to stick around in the glory of God for an unspecified period of time simply because we just wanted to be there. Is his glory enough all by itself? Is his presence enough all by itself? Is just being in his spirit enough all by itself for us to say, I'm just content to bask in the glory and the presence of Almighty God. I don't have to have him give me something in order for me to stick around. I don't have to have him speak to me something or give me some revelation about something in order for me to stay in his presence. It's enough just to be in his presence. Oh, hallelujah. 
We know how to get into the glory of God. But could it be that if we don't receive that direction from the Lord, could it be that if we don't receive a word from the Lord, could it be if we don't receive a healing from the Lord, could it be that if we don't receive the blessing from the Lord in that first few minutes of time, that we then just kind of shut down spiritually and just kind of say, well, I'll try it again later. Maybe next time he'll give me something. Maybe next time he'll heal me. Maybe next time he'll minister to me. Next time he'll give me revelation of the answer that I need. Could it be that God is trying to get us to understand that he really does have what we need and he really is what we're looking for. But he's looking for somebody who is completely satisfied just being in the presence of the Lord and not necessarily putting God on the clock and saying, God, you're going to have to do something for me in the in 10 minutes or else I'm out of here I know it's altar call I know it's my personal prayer time but God if you don't do something in 5 minutes for me if you don't do something in 8 minutes for me then I'm out of here no he's looking for somebody that will say I'm content to just bask in the glory of God I'm content to just dwell in the presence of almighty God oh hallelujah am I willing to get into his presence just to be in his presence Am I willing to stay in his presence just because it's his presence that I'm in? Am I willing to bask in his glory for no other reason than just to be near him, just to be close to him, and just to know that he is near? Oh, hallelujah. I'm not saying we have to stay in the glory of God for six days like Moses did or else we're failing. I'm not saying that at all. But what if God is asking us to stay in his glory for longer than what we've previously considered to be sufficient? Oh, hallelujah. Because we've got to guard against this attitude and this mindset of what is sufficient time in the glory of the Lord. And I, and I fear that in church services or in our own prayer time at our homes and in our daily prayer closets that we've got some kind of ingrained clock in, 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 in our mental makeup and we feel, okay, I've given God sufficient time today. I've given God sufficient time in the altar service. I've, I've given God sufficient time praying in my car in our drive-in services I've given God sufficient time in my own prayer life at my house and, and this is what I have decided would be sufficient time in the glory of the Lord but what if God is asking us to stay beyond that what if God is saying I want to know who's willing to get into my presence for yourself who's willing to know me greater than what you know me now who's willing to just get into my glory because it's in my glory that you would be more than keeping to some schedule I want to desire greater the glory of the Lord more than a day that is all programmed out to the minute I want to desire more the presence and the glory of God more than getting things done in the natural I want to experience the glory of God and I want to get to the place where I become content to just bask in his glory I desire to get to a place where nothing else matters when I am experiencing the glory of Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, help us now. Along those same lines, let me just say that for in total, 
Moses was up on top of that mountain. When you read the entirety of the story, you'll find that in total he was up on that mountain experiencing God's glory for 46 days. 46 days Moses is up on that mountain experiencing the glory of God. And then that's when we read this. Exodus 32 verse 7. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down. Go ahead, Moses. In in other words, this was God telling Moses, Moses, you're dismissed from my presence. You're dismissed from the service. You're dismissed from the place of my glory. And the thing that shook me about this was the fact that it was God. And we've talked about this before, but uh, several of you might not have heard it, but it is a, it is a, 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 a spiritual philosophy that we try to follow in our service and, and in our church, and it kind of makes up who our church is. And if you've ever kind of, if you've been in one of our services and our altar services, you might would consider them maybe some would say that they're long or, or whatever, but this is where it comes from. This is the spiritual philosophy, the biblical reality and foundation from where that comes from because what, what, what God is telling us is this. He's saying, I want you to get to a place where I release you from my presence, not where you release yourself from my presence because of what time it is or because of the things you have to do in your day, or because of other things you've got to get home to, or because of a party or whatever you got to get home to. No, 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 no. The Lord said, my desire for you is for for you to get to a place where I can dismiss you, and I can say, the Lord would say, where I can say that that is enough and that you are now released from my glory. It's not us telling God we're ready to leave. We got things to do. We got important things to accomplish today. We got to get home for this, and we got to watch the game, and we got to do this, that, and the other. It's not us telling God, God, you know what time it is. God, you hear my, my stomach rumbling. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry, and so I want to leave so I can go get something to feed my fleshly nature. No, it's where we, we, where we would get to the place where God could say, come on, come on, come on. I want you to get to the place where you say, God, you release me from your presence, and I'm not going to go anywhere until you release me from your glory. Now, I realize we all have schedules and we all have things to do, and many times we think, well, you know, that, that's fine for Moses, but, but you know, it, I, I, I can't really do that. I, I'm busy. I'm a busy man, and I got things to do. But you just need to keep in mind that Moses has some responsibilities as well. And before you think you get You're too busy to bask in the glory of the Lord. Just remember that Moses was responsible for leading somewhere between two to three, some people even say up to six million people. He was the leader of, let's just say, three million people. He had to lead them through the desert. I would say he had some responsibility resting upon him to lead that many people. So with that in mind, I just have to wonder what kind of walk with God we would have personally and what kind of services we would have collectively if our criteria for dismissal was that God 
told us we could leave from the place of his glory. I wonder what would happen in our prayer time if we would just feel the release and we would pray until we feel the release of God's presence and the release from the Lord to say, okay, okay, I have accomplished in you. Oh, hallelujah. I have accomplished in you what I want to accomplish in you in this moment. Now you may go on throughout your day. Amen. My brother, my brother gave me one of the uh, a great bit of wisdom one time when he was talking about uh, uh, morning prayer and getting up in the morning and praying and and uh, and so he gets up one day and he's praying and, and he prays his uh, in the morning and and uh, then when he gets done praying he made the comment I don't know if it was out loud or in his head or whatever he made the comment he said he said now I'm going to get on with the work of the day now I can get on with the work of the day and he said the Holy Ghost checked him and the Holy Ghost spoke. To him and the Holy Ghost said, No, you've already done the work of the day. That was the work of the day. Amen. That was what you needed to accomplish to be in my glory, to be in my presence, to seek after my face, to commune with me, to have communion and relationship with me. And I'm encouraging somebody right now. Oh, hallelujah. I'm encouraging somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, it's going to make all the difference in the world when you get into that place of communion with God for yourself. When it's not you connected with somebody who prays where it's not you connected with somebody who knows how to get into the presence of the Lord but when you know how to get into the presence of Almighty God for yourself and then when you get there you have this undeniable attitude that says God I'm going to stay here I want to just enjoy your presence I just want to commune with you and bask in your glory until you release me to go on with my day Oh, hallelujah. There needs to be some individuals. Uh, there needs to be those in the body of Christ who understand uh, and get a revelation of what's most important in our lives. Um, and we need to understand there is nothing, there's nothing that even should remotely interest us uh, being more interested than the glory of God and the presence of God. Oh, why would we ever want to leave His presence? I understand there's some things we have to go to. There's some things we have to do. I understand that. But oh, I believe it grieves the heart of God when we miss the house of God or we leave the house of God or we don't show up to the house of God or drive in services or whatever. And even the services online. I saw a statistic the other day that said that the percentage of people, Christians that uh, that are watching service from start to end to finish, the online services of whatever church they go to, that they're actually watching it from start to finish and actually engaging in the service. The statistic is it's way below half the people that are actually engaging and watching the services. Well below half of the people who say they are Christians and attend a church. And I hope those statistics do not ring true to this church. But I just wonder if there's anybody that is just putting our services to the side and saying I got this is more important and that's more important. And if if I get around to it tomorrow or when I have a break, I'll, I'll flip open the phone and I'll watch a little bit of it on YouTube. No, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a people who have a hunger and a desire to be in the presence of Almighty God. I'm talking about God speaking to us as a church that says, oh, there's nothing more important than me being in your presence. There's nothing more important than the word of the Lord going forth. There's nothing more important than basking
basking in your glory, ministering in your spirit. There's nothing more important than that. Oh, hallelujah. Just to savor his presence. Just to bask in his glory. Just to be and delight in the greatness of who he is. Is what his desire for us would be. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us as a church right now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us as a church. I'm not going to put money ahead of the things of God. Yes, you might have an opportunity to make some money, but you got to miss all kind of church in order to do it. Come on, don't get... Don't get caught up with the spirit of mammon. Don't get caught up with the spirit of mammon where you put jobs and careers and finances ahead of the presence of Almighty God. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. There needs to be some people that have a desire that says, I want to be in the presence of Almighty God. I want to be in the glory of His goodness and the glory of His righteousness, whether it's my own personal time or whether it's when we're in our driving service are watching it together online I'm going to stop everything else in my day because nothing else is important as me communing with the things of God this is the most important thing me and God and God and me and his glory and being in his glory is the most important thing. It's more important than having a nest egg. It's more important than having 401ks. It's more important than degrees. It's more important than having a big savings account. It's more important than being able to do all that stuff that finances can get. It's more important than than, than toys and buying stuff. It's more important than all of that. The most important thing is, is can we get into his presence and be content with his glory? Oh, hallelujah. It's the same attitude, and I'm hurrying. It's the same attitude that would cause Moses a few chapters later to say these words in Exodus 33 and verse 18. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. That was a large request for him to make. He could not have asked God for anything more than what he asked. He asked, I beseech you, show me your glory. More than the common prayer of some blessing on his life, he prayed to be shown God's glory. More than the ordinary prayer of all mankind or many for the miraculous to be bestowed upon them, he prayed to be in God's presence. More than the familiar prayer for provision that leaves the lips of so many, he prayed to experience the closeness of God. And I just believe in this day and age where everyone is clamoring for God to show them his ability. And they're seeking for God to show them his blessing. And they're crying out in order for God to show them his mighty acts. I just have to believe that God is looking for one who would rise above those status quo prayers. That would rise above those common petitions in order that you would lift your voice up next with Moses and say, Lord, I want to encounter your glory. I want to encounter your presence. No, hear me, church. Hear me very carefully. There's nothing wrong for us praying for miracles. We believe in miracles. There's nothing wrong for us petitioning God. He said to ask and we should receive. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. I'm not saying we should stop any of that, but God desires for us to move beyond in our prayer life and in our relationship with Him. He desires 
desires for us uh, to not just come into his presence and ask and ask and ask and ask for a miracle and a blessing and provision and wisdom and then when we ask everything then we say okay God I'll see you tomorrow no he desires for there to be somebody uh, that has a desire within themselves to just be uh, in his glory uh, to just bask in the presence uh, of almighty God he just wants to know who is it who is it in the church who would be willing to put everything else aside and get rid of everything that is that is vying for your attention everything that is distracting you I feel the Holy Ghost right now. A spirit of distraction is resting upon somebody in our church. The spirit of distraction is resting upon you right now. And the thing is this, the enemy is so subtle here. The word of the Lord from your pastor right now. The enemy is so subtle that he would have never distracted you with something that you would have seen was an, it was an attack of the enemy. And the very thing that is distracting you, you do not view it as an attack of the enemy. You view it as a blessing from the Lord, but it is not at all a blessing of the Lord if it is keeping you from the house of God, if it is keeping you from your relationship with God, if it is keeping you from connecting with the family of God. It is not a blessing from the Lord at all. It's nothing but a lie from the devil himself, and he is very, very subtly pulling you away from the house of God, the things of God, the word of God, the presence of God. No, 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 no. You haven't backslid, but you're on a trajectory. You're on a path. You're on a trajectory that if you keep allowing this to go, it's going to lead you down a place that you never thought you would go. I encourage you. I implore you as your pastor under the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now with everything within me. We need to get distractions out of our lives. We need to remove everything out of our life that is keeping us from the glory and the presence of Almighty God. We need to get everything else out of our life that would take our mind and move it a hundred miles away from where the presence and the glory of God is. And we need to come back to our first love. I said somebody needs to come back to your first love. God, I don't want to just hear about your glory. I want to experience it for myself. I just don't want to be taught about your glory. I want to experience it for myself. I don't want to just read about your glory. I want to experience it for myself. I don't want just my mom and dad or my grandma or grandpa or my brothers and sisters in the Lord to be able to connect to the glory of God. I want to be able to connect to the glory of God for myself. God, let your glory fall in my life. God, let your glory fall in my life. Oh, I want to come back to your presence like never before. God, I want to get back into your spirit, into that closeness of relationship with you where nothing else matters. Oh, hallelujah. I got a few more things, but I'm done. I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to somebody right now. Somebody hear the word of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is talking to you right now. And he's showing you, he's showing you areas in your life where you've allowed the enemy to distract you from the glory of Almighty God. But in your house right now, on that living room, on that living room carpet, I promise you, if you would hit your face, if you would cry out to God in prayer, if you would repent of everything that's distracting 
directed you if you would make up your mind to get that stuff out of your life and to once again come back to your first love. I'm telling you, God would welcome you back with open arms and you would come back in right communion with him and in right relationship with him and back into the glory of God Almighty. Come on, somebody pray. Pray, 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 not for a miracle. We'll pray for that other times. I don't want you praying for a miracle. I don't want us praying for provision right now. I don't want us praying that God will fix something or move or do something for us. I want us to just pray to enter into his presence, to just enter into the glory of Almighty God. And as we're introduced into the Holy of Holies, as we move into that place of the Holy of Holies, then we're just going to dwell there and bask there and glory there in his presence. Come on, somebody pray. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to shut the feet off. They're going to play some music after this. But I wonder if somebody would just pursue after the presence of the Lord. I wonder if somebody would just get into his presence, not for a miracle, not for healing, not for a blessing, but just to be in his presence. Come on, let's pray. Oh, hallelujah.